to the Matt Report Podcast Season 9 as we round out the year 2019. Final days of a decade. And marching on into 2020, today is a solo episode and we're going to talk about well, all sorts of things. And I'm going to tell you why. A little bit of nostalgia here. I was consuming all of the podcasts that I normally do and I got to a point where I consumed all of the ones I wanted to listen to anyway last week. I was like, man... I would really love a good old episode of WP Weekly hosted by Jeff Chandler, co-hosted by Jay Tripp, and it doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) So, you know, there are some good WordPress podcasts out there, great WordPress podcasts out there, but like myself, like the Matt Report, they're not just focused 100% on WordPress, you know, maybe 80%, 70%, but I know WordPress podcasters... Again, like myself, we're always looking for something else to talk about. Because WordPress news, well, it's a small space. And if you're a creator like me, have done, I don't even know, 500 episodes of you know or videos talking about WordPress, it gets a little long in the tooth. And we want to find something else. You know, a WordPress, what I'll say with air quotes, a WordPress podcast that I uh, frequent as a, as a guest... It's a WP Tonic podcast. Great, great uh, uh, Jonathan over there, Jonathan Denwood. Uh, great host, uh, great uh, host of a WordPress podcast, right? One of the, the few remaining on the internet that, uh, that has a heavy hand at WordPress uh, that I listen to, that I join. And, uh, you know, just sitting around going, boy, I really wish I had WP Weekly again. So I used to do a couple of news roundtables myself here on this podcast. More about that later, uh, but specifically on YouTube and used to do live shows. So that's what that's what we're doing today. Probably do some long form, long discussion. It's going to be just me. So if you don't like me, well, skip ahead or put it on one point seven five speed <laughs> or whatever. You know, Overcast is a great uh, podcasting app. Uh, that I've been using, and I haven't been using it as long as everyone else has. I probably got back, I got into it a couple months ago after, um, you know, Simplecast was just not, I don't know if it felt slow and clunky. I, I just wanted to try something new, and what I really liked about Overcast is that you can share these clips. But they have this thing where you can, I think it's called Smart Auto or Auto Smart Play. I, I forget, Speed, Auto Speed, I don't know what it is. But it's supposed to, like, sort of just make things a lot faster, uh, smartly. I don't think it does a great job of it. Um, sometimes I'll I'll do it and I'll be listening to an episode like, man, that didn't sound right. Like, what's going on with the sound? It's like clipping in and out, and it's because that feature was on. But I got a collection of topics here today that we're going to go through and see if we can do a news roundtable with just me. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it is a single chair. There's not even a table. It's just me in a chair talking about stuff. All right, so first things first. MattReport.com slash subscribe. Join that mailing list. Number one way to stay connected. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out the store where to the end of the year, the hats that you can buy from my merch store, store store.mattreport.com. That's store.mattreport.com. The profits will go to the WP and Up organization, supporting mental health and awareness in the WordPress community and outside of the WordPress community, I should add. We're going to talk about all kinds of things today. Yoast Gate. We're going to talk about the tavern. Speaking of WP Weekly, I've sort of been missing that. So 
speaking of WP Weekly and missing Jeff Chandler as a steward of the WordPress Tavern, the WordPress Tavern got a redesign. And uh, I'm not a fan. You know, I, I feel like uh, for a brand that has been around for over a decade, well over a decade, that uh, there should have been some, some initial thought uh, left in there in terms of, you know, usability and, uh, well, the brand, really. It's, it just it doesn't feel like it's anything, you know, anymore. And I'm not pointing fingers or blaming people. Hell, I don't even really know who owns the tavern or, or who, well, I know who owns the tavern, but who owns the direction, you know, of it. Uh, but I don't know who's creating the, the mission statement. Uh, I don't know who is really guiding the direction of these choices. I mean, other than the recently hired uh, author, Justin Tadlock, who uh, seemingly has taken Jeff's place. And uh, when Sarah Gooding returns, uh, I just feel like it's it's coming back to, you know, wh- where's all the furniture? <laughs> you know, that's the first thing that, that's going to go through my head if I, I were Sarah coming back to the office going, where, where did everything go? Where, where is everyone? Uh, sort of how I perceive this this redevelopment. It's not even a redesign, it's a redevelopment uh, is how I would label it. Sure, making it faster, I guess, lightweight, good, great. It's all the all the geeky developer stuff that people in the WordPress space love. You're, you're optimizing it, you're making it more efficient, that's great. But where's the brand? Where's the direction? Uh, if there is a new visitor to the site who's here to consume WordPress news from a trusted source, how do they know? It's just some text that says WordPress Tavern, WordPress News, free as in beer. It's not really a mission statement. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there will never be a mission statement for the Tavern. I just, again, giving my thoughts on it, it just seems like something that, uh, and and Justin did comment in an open blog post, uh, and maybe I'm confusing it because he he also uh, responds to a lot of folks on Twitter that this is a a thing in motion. This is something that we're just doing uh, in steps and phases and an iteration. And I get it. I mean, I get it from a product standpoint. But you don't really take a 10 plus year old brand and iterate on how it relates to the community. I mean, if all of a sudden, I don't know, Chevrolet, Ford, Tesla even, just all of a sudden switch their logo, you know, on a, on a model car coming out at the end of the year and just said, well, we're just, we're just trying out a new brand. People wouldn't even know what car it is. You wouldn't know you were buying a Chevrolet, right? Or insert your favorite brand, Coca-Cola, Pepsi. I mean, rollouts of modifications of brands, they don't just start from zero and say we're rebuilding, you know, unless you're like some corporation like 3M <laughs> that was, you know, bankrupted uh, years and years ago and you had to rebuild and come up with a new name or whatever. Spin off another company because you got locked up into a massive lawsuit, <laughs> you know. Anyway, it's just one of these things as somebody who is, um, you know, a WordPress critic which I've said before, doesn't mean I don't like WordPress. It means I like to speak out about things and happenings around WordPress. You know, I just would have liked to see a little bit more care uh, with this brand to really do it justice for all of the hard work that Jeff and team has put in over the years. But hey, I'm not the owner. 
I don't know if anyone is, but uh, that's that's the first that's the first item on the agenda. WordPress Tavern gets a redesign. I'm not a fan. How about you? Let me know in the comments below. Tweet at me at Matt Medeiros. Let me know what you think. All right, another update. Gutenberg 7.0 launches. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I've been a pretty good fan of Gutenberg. I have really taken to the software. I mean, I've talked about this ad nauseum when I have done videos on the 2020 theme, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, Anders Norton's Chaplin theme as well. I mean, it really, really opened me up to using Gutenberg. And, um, well, the Matt Report is powered by Beaver Builder. I enjoy using Gutenberg, and I still think there's a fit for places out there like Elementor, and I, I demoed Breezy the other day in another video on Plug and Tut, and uh, these are all great tools, and I think they all have their particular fit. Something I'm going to talk about later on is, you know, where these product, WordPress product companies go and building ecosystems and and their SaaS applications, and owning the experience with customers. I think everybody has their particular fit, right? You know, I think if you are somebody who's a power user of WordPress like myself, and I've openly talked about this with Justin Jackson, the uh, co-founder of Transistor.fm, and countless other products online. I've had him on the podcast uh, before. You know, when I see him out there working with HTML and CSS and you know, Statomic, which again, had him on the podcast, great solution. And I see him uh, doing these live streams, right, where he's sort of banging his head against the wall, trying to, you know, get the styles right and doing everything by hand and purely code, which, hey, more power to you. It's less overhead, I guess, when it's loading the page. But boy, if I use like the Coblocks plugin with Gutenberg to make a pricing table, it is literally the fastest thing ever. You drop a pricing grid on the table and you edit live the pricing table in your page in the back end looks exactly what it's going to look like on the front end and i can't i can't see it getting any faster or i mean how much more optimization do you need to do that's really going to move the needle for your business and and i've sort of openly tweeted back and forth with justin on this uh and again everybody has their uh choice of course to build their stack but man it's getting fast i think and uh, with good caching in place, boy, uh, why all of this jam stack and all this other stuff you know, that people, that these developers uh, out there, you know, are, are pushing on us. I don't know. Some things just work really good, really fast with WordPress. But the whole point is Gutenberg is getting good. You know, 7.0 has launched. And do yourself a favor if you haven't install the standalone uh, plugin and don't just rely on the core Gutenberg offerings. That was the mistake that I made when I was judging Gutenberg in the early days. I was like, this really isn't that good. Well, it's because, Matt, you're not using the Gutenberg plugin. You got to use it. You got to try these new features out that they're rolling out, which they're releasing in a product-like fashion to a standalone plugin. And you can actually enable some beta features uh, in there if you want to get the, uh, I guess, the bleeding edge of stuff, of things to come in the, in the Gutenberg. Uh, but let me know. Are you using Gutenberg? Have you warmed up to it? 
Are you using 2020 on any websites? Speaking of the 2020 theme, I wrapped up my video guide. It's, a what, I think six or seven videos. Nearly two hours of YouTube tutorials on youtube.com slash plugintut. I also posted an article on mattreport.com, which I'll link up in this episode. Six or seven videos talking all about the 2020 theme. I did a preview. I did an overview, start to finish. All of the options and features, top to bottom. Then I did things like I tested all of the major contact form plugins on 2020. I tested all of the major page builders on 2020. So if you were somebody who didn't want to use Gutenberg, you wanted to use a page builder on WordPress's default theme, can you do it? I answered those questions in that video. It's a great theme. I think um, there's a lot of people who were really excited for it. There's a lot of people who are using it. There's a lot of people who are saying it's the best theme ever made for, or default theme ever made for WordPress. I don't agree. I think the best theme running right now, at least for the year 2019, is Anders Noren's Chaplin theme. And Anders is the actual designer of the 2020 theme. And I think Chaplin has an edge because, well, some of the um, Gutenberg plugins like Coblox has a lot of styles and a lot of compatibility with it. But Chaplin also ships with more templates, you know, more usability of, of various uh, types of websites can be built with Chaplin. I think 2020 will emerge over time as one of the better default themes. You know, the thing that really, that I was really sort of looking at is like, wow, when, when Anders is, when I found out Anders was the one who was leading the design, and I knew it was a, in a rushed sort of time frame. I think maybe, what, just a couple months to really push this out. So he had to sort of repurpose, as we all say, repurpose some of, you know, the framework of Chaplin into that theme. I was really looking at it because I was so excited with the combination of Chaplin and and Gutenberg, I was really looking at 2020 as a default theme that could sort of be like that canvas theme, right? That theme that you could build anything with it, right? And you see this with, you know, page builders like Beaver Builder. They have Beaver Themer. Uh, Elementor has the Hello theme, right? And then there's these third-party themes that aim to be sort of that canvas-type theme, build anything, anywhere, anytime, like an Astra, an Ocean WP, or a Generate Press where you can just bring that, you know, hit the reset button, it's got nothing in it, and you load in a page builder, and you kind of start, start from scratch. That's what I really thought 2020 was going to enable. Not really. Flexible. One of the videos I did was building out a designer, uh, like a creative website or a marketing website, if you're a, like a consultant or an agency. 2020 fits the bill really well for that. But it's not the end-all, be-all of themes, which really had me thinking, boy, if WordPress is going to compete, you know, on the self-hosted level, with a Wix, a Squarespace, even against .com, it needs to have, like, this experience where you start it out and you can just, you know, you have this menu in front of you of pre-built themes that you can pick from or layouts 
and somebody can just click and install these things, like an Astra and like a Generate Press, like all these. What it has to really just follow suit what third-party developers have been doing for you know quite some time. So eventually, I think we'll hit that 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 default theme where you can do that, where that that is the experience. So I wonder, like, once we get to that point, is it going to be there's is there going to be a name? Right? Are we gonna? Is it gonna be 2021, 2022 theme, or do we just drop these sort of nomenclatures altogether? Like I think a lot of the stuff that we do in the WordPress world, not that I have a say in it, is an ode to the past, like an Hello Dolly plugin. You know, I think the the naming convention is just an ode to the past because we've been doing it literally for over a decade. I just think is like once we hit this point of a theme that can do it all, well, will there be a new theme that year after? Or will we just load in layouts? Right? And Gutenberg 7.0, it sort of aims to solve that site building process, um, you know, with some of the site layout features that they have in there, or at least laying the groundwork for it. You can do things like put a navigation block in there, which is kind of cool. Uh, post title and content blocks also pretty cool, but the big thing is block template parts for themes, um, which I guess started in six point nine, but it's now in seven point zero. Maybe it's just enhanced a little bit more. Listen, I'm not a developer, uh, but I just look at it from the fifty thousand foot view and I say, okay, yes, I see where they're headed with this. This is these are some product type things that are starting to happen that will make this uh, Gutenberg slash you know, default theme a whole heck of a lot more powerful. So look, the big, big WordPress drama. We haven't had WordPress drama in quite some time. Six months? <laughs> no, I don't know. It might have been a little bit longer. Maybe a little bit less. Who knows? I don't track WordPress drama. I just report it. Um, Yoastgate. That's what we'll call it. We'll call it Yoastgate. Remember... Remember, next year, Thanksgiving 2020, and you'll look back and say, hey, remember when Yoast dropped in that big animated GIF banner across all of my admin pages? Oh, the audacity for this company to do that. Listen, the, the big stuff is, you know, how dare you overtake my WordPress admin? How dare you ask for money? which just splits the camps into all of these crazy factions. Um, you know, if you Twitter has just become this place where people just think out loud without even checking their own thoughts. My, you know, hey, listen, guilty as charged. Um, I get it. I get it. You know, you have these people say, how dare you ask for money? And this other camp would chime in, well, how do you expect these people to make money and freemium software? Totally understand. Then people say, well, boy, they're just getting away with everything and uh, they'll just uh, apologize and move on and no one will be the wiser. But if it were a smaller player, boy, wouldn't that, you know, really affect the smaller player versus this. And this is, this is human nature. I agree with all points. I mean, nobody is right or wrong in this scenario, but this is the world we live in. It is a huge massive piece of software. WordPress is huge and massive compared to Yoast, and Yoast is the biggest, I mean, probably the biggest plugin installed across the most 
self-hosted installations of WordPress, what, behind maybe Jetpack? Maybe a backup plugin? Well, maybe the classic editor at this point, but no. I mean, it is, it is a massive piece of software. You know, it's, it's just a big target. And uh, unfortunately, when big targets like this, I mean, think of yourself, think of them as like a Microsoft of, of 10 years ago. When, when they were making moves, you know, everybody was complaining and it's just, there's a big target on their backs. It's tough. It's difficult. But I get it. You know, as somebody who, you know, has his hand in, in a very, very tiny point zero 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 one percent of installation base of Yoast in products and plugins. I totally get it. If we did these things, man, we would just get crushed. And this is just like this is what happens in 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 society. The big company does something, yeah, they they spend a little bit of money on a fine, they move on and no one's the wiser. If a small business did it, they'd be out of business. I get it. You know, and and it's hard to keep everybody happy, you know, in these situations. There's people that are like, how can you get mad at them? They need to make money. Okay, but those people, you know, when people say stuff like that, they don't know what it's like to be uh, a small business owner, a blue-collar digital worker in the WordPress space, you know, submitting a theme or a plugin into the repo and just getting it scrutinized by volunteers who who don't like you know, premium models, freemium models. I mean, I haven't done that in, it's been about five years since I've had to submit something brand new to the repository. But I'll tell you, when I did it eight, nine years ago, the, I mean, it just loaded with bias, opinions, red tape. It was difficult. Like you were, not only were you fighting to get your product out there, marketing-wise, and get customers, you are going up against the grain of this fractured system, right? The system with no real rules, no real leader. And other people's opinions affected your income, literally. Oh, we don't like this upsell. You're not getting that. Oh, I don't like the way you worded that. You're going to have to change that. Well, my opinion on the way that you coded this could be better, so we're going to put you in the back of the line again. It's like, wait, I mean, geez, whose ass do I have to kiss to get these things approved, right? You know, things that were going through my mind. This is why I would always rant on about making the WordPress repository a real marketplace. You know, tax us, but give us a, a certain set of rules that everyone has to abide by and make it a real marketplace. Tax everyone. You know how much money the WordPress Foundation could make if they took a cut of all premium sales through the WordPress plugin repo or even the theme repo? My God. Not a business Matt wants to get into, apparently, but, you know, for other reasons. I mean, Jetpack themes, their own themes, stuff like that. Gutenberg blocks, you know, is going to be a moneymaker for them, especially if they can reset the search experience well, maybe we'll see a marketplace again corralled through Jetpack or .com in some fashion. Maybe it's just like wipe the slate clean of plugins. Let's reset this whole thinking of search and adding features to WordPress through plugins and going through the plugin repo, and let's do it through blocks, but this time it's in line to the customer's experience where they're searching for those blocks right while they're thinking about it. No 
need to go to a second location. And boy, I, I would really like this awesome call to action button that brings in my WooCommerce product. Oh, there it is. I can just search for it, find it. 99 cents, no problem. Click. Automatic takes 30 cents, 50 cents. The developer gets their share. And no one's the wiser, but hey, these are the rules that we live by when we're in somebody else's sandbox. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you know these are the things that could smooth over these types of uh, things, <laughs> for lack of a better word, that happen in the WordPress community. Yoastgate. A lot of people were upset. I think I tweeted something like, boy, when is somebody going to make a, an ad blocker for the admin? You know, a little tongue-in-cheek, like, come on, Yoast, we all know what's happening. And Yoast apologized. Marika Vanderet, the CEO of Yoast, she put out an apology. Good on her. Good on the team. No harm, no foul, I guess. I think what some people really flew under the radar, and I don't know if Yoast was doing this forever, or if this is, uh, heck, even allowed about it. I don't know, but if you hovered over that ad while it still existed, and I haven't gone back and checked all of the links in Yoast, but if you hovered over that ad, the UTM snippet, right, the little tracking code, if you will, on the link, was passing a lot of data back to Yoast. It was passing back your WordPress version, your PHP version, how long you've had WordPress installed. There's a host of variables in there that it was serving back. Matter of fact, I actually saved it in my simple note. Let me just take a look. Black Friday sale, PHP version, which platform I was running, which platform version, software equals free, software version equals 12.6, days active equals 30 plus. Not bad. Never really thought about collecting data from an ad like that or an upsell in WordPress. I mean, they do it because you can't get that data easily from a self-hosted install unless you're the web host or somehow automatic. All right, let's start wrapping up this episode. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. Let me tell you something. I see a lot of people, maybe just like you. You're on Twitter. You're bored. You're like, ah, oh, man, I, I really got to get back to blogging and, organiza and organization. The new year's coming. What do I do? Who's, who's using flavor of the month to-do list or organization app? There's that app Notion that everyone was talking about or is talking about. Like one of these other, you know, unicorn startups. Oh, you got to use Notion. How do you solve, you know, your uh, team's organizational documents? Notion. How do you do your to-do list? Notion. Where do you save all of your... You know, web clippings, Notion. How do you, you know, manage your day-to-day? -day? Notion. Uh, there's a, we need a replacement for Trello. What do we do? Notion. Uh, I, don't, I don't get it. I've been using it. I've been using it for a few months, really trying to put it through its paces. And I used it when it first came out. And it's just like this blank canvas. Where it's like you can do anything with it. As a product person, as somebody who enjoys some structure... When it's a blank canvas like this, I can't do anything with it. <laughs> you know, like, okay, you can load all, you can make it a database, you can make it a CRM, you can make it a, you know, a calendar, you can make it a Kanban board, like, Jesus. Well, it's everything to everyone, it's nothing to me. 
I've been trying to use it for um, organizing content, writing content, drafting content, and it, it's become, it's lethargic is probably the best word that I could put on it. You know, I like it because it's a multi-platform. I like it because I can organize things cleanly. Um, sometimes the flexibility is nice, but what happens is I start going down this rabbit hole, right? Like I'm like, well, I'll use it as like this, as this place to collect notes and draft ideas and expand on ideas. And then I found myself doing research with it and like, well, I can make a table then I can make like a database and I get these thoughts and I'm going to start organizing all of these uh, companies that I'm researching. And then it becomes like, and now I'm thinking I'm like data modeling and I'm like, oh God, this is like, what, what? if it was just Trello, I would make a list and throw things up there, done, right? And I move on with my life. But with Notion, because I can do things, sort of takes me down this rabbit hole. But I'm trying to find a balance of it. Like, I'm looking for a great place to write content while gathering other ideas. And, it, and it's sort of working for that. It's not the best in any particular area. I love Simple Note. And if Simple Note connected up to my WordPress site, where I could draft something in Simple Note with light duty formatting tools. None of this markdown stuff. I, yeah, I'm sure you elite writers out there love markdown, especially you developers out there. You love your markdown. I, I'm just not down with it. Like I, I don't find it any faster to like hit pound 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 versus just write a word, shift end, and then select that line of text and make it a, a an H2, an H3, like whatever. Uh, write a couple lines, hit enter, select them all, turn them into an unordered list. Uh, what am I saving? Seconds. Yeah, not even. Milliseconds if I'm doing markdown. So, loving Notion? Not really. Everyone is sort of as loving it, has talked about it online as the second coming of all organizational apps. I haven't really hit that mark yet. You know, today I just read a headline that Microsoft is going to be shutting down Wonderlist. I remember I loved Wonderlist when it first came out. Loved it. Microsoft bought it. It was a sad day. And it's getting shut down officially now. And I just, you know, I... I think of these apps, like I don't want to get too attached to them because eventually, with an app like Notion, I just feel like it's one of those things that just, you know, it's going to get bought out. It's going to change, you know, and getting, getting married to it and locking myself into it is a dangerous proposal. I mean, I remember when, I mean, remember how effective uh, Evernote was back in the day. Man, you, you would live and die by Evernote. Some people still do. But man, what a difference, you know, over the last few years. It's just like you never hear, I never hear people recommend it. There's like 12 different apps now that people want <laughs> to use, you know, for their particular thing, which is good, I guess, choice, innovation. Then they all get swallowed up by some big corporation and there you have it. <laughs> You've lost all of that time and effort mastering a new product into your daily workflow. You know, again, aloe wonder list. Don't want to have that happen. So anyway, I take it lightly. I'm not fully invested in it. 
I still use, use Simple Note every single day. I'm looking at it right now for my show notes for this. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Have you been using Notion? Let me know in the comments below. All right, we'll start wrapping up the final segment here. What are you working on in 2020? What are the big goals? What are the big plans? What milestones are you trying to achieve in the new year? Tweet at me. Let me know. Leave a comment on the blog post of this episode. I'll tell you what I'm working on. Trying to get Matt Report back into full swing. And by full swing, I mean booking guests regularly, having a plan for it. For the last couple of years, I haven't really dedicated the brain power behind it as one should. Which might seem completely opposite since I rebranded it and started and launched a new website and I'm selling hats for it, which helps support WP and Up. I don't have a real content strategy, and it's not as fulfilling. Like, these solo episodes every now and again, I actually feel fulfilled doing these. You might not enjoy them. Might not be your cup of tea, but I enjoy them. And I want to get back to that satisfaction with the content that I'm putting out. And I have an idea on how I'm going to do that. I'm always on a mission to help other people, which is... Partly my weakness, because I I know so many podcasters who are out there just affiliate links, sponsorships, pound the pavements with content, who cares, who likes it. I just keep doing it, I keep getting the views, I do keyword research, and I'm just going for trendy headlines. More power to you. I'm always looking for a way to help others with the content that I'm putting out. That's my mission statement. (laughs) Not really a mission statement, but it's how I, that's the principles I create content by. Like if I want to, if I'm going to put out content consistently, I damn sure as well better be building a community around that because what's good is it if you just create content that, well, isn't helpful or it's just you're just in it for the money, which is kind of funny because I know how hard it is to make money with content. I mean, I've been creating YouTube videos again on the Plug and Touch channel, and that's actually been fulfilling because I took literally a year and a half off and, wa- and watched that channel triple in subscribers without doing anything. And now, uh, you know, I'm just edging closer to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is a tiny number compared to, you know, well, other, other WordPress tutorials channels that are out there who have 10 times the amount of subscribers than I do. I mean, do they sleep well at night? I mean, some of these guys and gals are just in it for the affiliate links. They'll just recommend any EIG web host or any product that's going to pay them. Not me, but I do enjoy the affiliate sales from the products on that channel that I support. But anyway, 2020 for me and the Matt Report, get a little secret sauce, you know, cooking on the stove right now. I got a little idea bubbling up. I think the era of the WordPress news sites, the WordPress journalists, it's a difficult space. But I think it's going to see an evolution 
You know, I think that as Automatic and WordPress matures and potentially distances themselves from the community, you're going to start to see more people speak out and have their opinions around this WordPress space, and I'm excited for it. Again, this isn't in a bad way. I just think that there should always be checks and balances. You know, in in a community where there's so much at stake for the small business owners, people trying to make a living with WordPress, I think there should be more opinions. Anyway, the new idea that I have for 2020 has nothing to do uh, about that. So cool your jets. I'm not going to be... Uh, protesting anytime soon at a WordCamp near you. Uh, but I hopefully am rolling out something that is going to be beneficial to people who are uh, building new products or services. And I put this call out <clears throat> maybe six to eight months ago when I had the idea, which actually started six to eight months ago, even before that. So I'm going to put the call out again. If you've made it this far into this episode, if you have an idea you're working on an idea, and you'll be working on that idea in January, late January, hit me up, mattreport.com slash contact. It has to be in the idea phase. Like, you can't already have the product out there. You can't already have sold a few seats to your service or your ebook or your product. You're really going to be thinking, hey, I get this idea. I need help launching it. I need to talk to somebody about launching this. Like, if that's where you're at, and you think you'll be at that level come January? Or maybe you find yourself in that position in January? Mariport.com slash contact. Don't forget it. All right, we're going to wrap things up here. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Subscribe. Share with your friends and family. My God, another solo episode of 40 Minutes. I can't believe I even talked for that long. My voice is going... Airport.com slash subscribe to join that email list. Don't forget to share it with friends and family. It helps us get found. See you in the next episode. <laughs>